three. Here comes two. Oh. Hey, it's me. Something happened. What? I'm coming back alone. So Doc is gone? Yep. Yep. We're a family. Yep. Can't say that I'm <laughs> surprised. Did uh did that clip I wonder have the ketchup and mustard I meant for it to? <laughs> yes, it did. YouTube audience, let us know. Hello and welcome to the worst movie ever made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci and Bob Hassock. Hey guys, how are you and why are we doing Dog Eat Dog? I'm great because Doggy Dog won the poll last week, uh, the one that you can find on our Instagram through www.theworstmovieevermade.com. It's, um, it's one of those movies where you look at the trailer and you're like, holy shit, this is going to be great. And then you watch the movie and you're like, holy shit, they have a really good marketing team because this is fucking dog shit. Uh, it really how are you doing, Bob? I'm doing all right. And uh, I feel the same way, except I didn't watch the trailer and I still know it's dog shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you want you want to get right into explaining it after the bumper? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Those iterations are sick. Let's hear Bob. Explain the flick. Eight weeks of copyright claims. I got a file for this fucking bumper. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm very proud of this alliteration. Okay. Uh, this is XCON's Execute Executions with <laughs> Exuvious Exposition. All right. Okay. So, well, um, I originally searched for this movie and found it. Uh, I found that so much other dog eat dog content was on my search to find this movie, which turned out to be porn. Yeah. And <laughs> after I watched the, the each each of the <laughs> submissions for fifteen and twenty minutes, I found myself getting bored and sleepy, <laughs> and ultimately admitted that I was watching the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely drain of your vitality. That's right. <laughs> when, uh, when I finally found well, Doggy, the porn. movie itself, mm. the movie itself follows three ex-cons that try to keep making money illegally because apparently they're not trained for anything else, I guess. Yeah. And they generally fuck up nonstop, but somehow they're given another task of kidnapping a baby for ransom. And they fucked that up, too. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> this could have been so good. <laughs> it could have been. Had so I, honestly, it could have been in the right director's hands. Uh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, Paul Schrader it's, it's, didn't it's do a, a very it's good a concise, job It's a concise explanation. Like, it, it didn't take a whole lot to explain that. Yeah. But they fucked yeah. it up. Right. Yeah, they sure did. They fucked up every job, and so did the director, I guess. Uh, let's throw it yes. to YouTube comments. A... Eh? Sure. You know what? My head hurts, my dick hurts, and my brain hurts after reading all these YouTube comments. I've got a lot, so I'm going to rapid fire. And it's all the same shit. 
So one, nice. Nicholas Cage back doing what he does best, not playing weird fantasy wizards and shit. Uh, next comment. <laughs> Based on true events from Grand Theft Auto Five. Next comment. If Nick Cage is in, so am I. He never lets me down, even when he does. I'll agree with that. I, I'll give him a. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Next. He always tries. I think. Yes. He gives it his all, whether or not he should. Um, next comment. Yeah. Raising Arizona, but ten times crazier. Nick Cage and Willem Dafoe in a film together sounds insanely fun to me. LOL. <laughs> next comment. Ghost Rider and Green Goblin in a movie together. Next comment. I'd love to watch Cage and Defoe go ballistic. Next comment. Finally, a legit Cage movie. Once again, this is because the trailer it was a really good trailer. Right. Um, these aren't they? Didn't, they never circled back and watched the film and you know corrected themselves. Next comment. Seems like Cage finally got his swag back. Um, I was telling Bob off air before this started that. Um, this is in the middle of a run of like 14 straight to video on demand movies. So he did not get a swag bet yeah. quite yet. Um, next comment. Whoa, a Nick <laughs> Cage movie that looks kind of good. Next comment. I'm getting Raising Arizona vibes. This looks dope. And that's that's all she wrote. Gotcha. Well, I feel bad for every single one of those people who were excited <laughs> for the movie. It reminds me of when Jay and I first heard like a commercial for St. Anger, the Metallica album. <laughs> I, I was like, oh there. God, it when, sounds so hard and good. I was there when you guys listened to it, and our friend Nick, who um, uh, he went to high school with us the first couple of years of high school, and then moved to a different city. Yep. Yeah, and I, yeah. you guys all had the, you went through the five stages of grief within the first three tracks. <laughs> it really, it really did happen that way. Yeah. So, it's such a funny <laughs> album, though. Like I still like yeah. pop it on occasionally just to make fun yeah. of it. So yeah. who's the joke on, really? It's on me, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's throw it to test number one, the worst of its kind. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? We let science and data determine what's the worst movie. Otherwise... You're going to jump to your conclusion. <laughs> All right. Bad Lieutenant. It's like uh, the... New Port of Spain Port, or something, New Orleans Port, or Rhode Island Port or something. Orleans, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eva Mendes and the, the original Cage. one or the remake. It's the remake with Cage. Oh, okay. Uh, an eighty-six though. Still, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Willis. Samuel L. Travolta. Ninety-two. I, I I'm missing uh, Travolta on this podcast. I kind of want to bring him back in. Yeah, we should. I, I've been trying with uh, that movie, Perfect. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. but yeah, it hasn't been. Oh yeah. Casino with Pesci and De Niro, a 78. I'm surprised. You would think, like, even though I agree with that rating, that it would be higher. Uh, yeah. Scarface with Pacino, a 79. That's one of my favorites. I understand it's not, like, a perfect movie. But uh, A Bronx Tale with De Niro and Chaz Palminteri. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy from, like, uh, The Usual Suspects and stuff. A 97 yeah. there. So the average is an 86.4. What did uh, Dog Eat Dog do? Do. God. 32? Like I guess. 32. 10. 10 and a 32. If you add that and add 9, you get 20. No, you get 51. The uh, right. score is a 51. Average huh, of 86.4. Score 51. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. I keep repeating it because I'm shocked. <laughs> a negative 35.4 and worst of its kind. Uh, I don't think it deserves half of its rating, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Why don't we throw it to test number two? Ain't that a pitch? To explain the movie, we're going to give you a pitch. 
to get yourself a girl, say. Okay, show me your tits. <laughs> show me your tits. <laughs> I went first last week, so somebody else go. I'll go. I'll, I haven't started in a long time. I'll go first. Fair enough. What up? Okay, ain't that a pitch? There once was a Defoe character that was quite the flirter. Even though by some, he was deemed a perverter. Stabbing a woman until she's dead, shooting a teenage girl in the head, and being head over heels about Asian squirters. <laughs> All right. oh, my, damn. Mine, mine was just about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Fair. That's true. Uh, I'll go. All right, yeah. Diesel, but not Vin Diesel, a dude who's tall and strong. Troy, but not Caster Troy, the movie got it wrong. Doggy Dog is the title, but there are no rivals. Dog, but not a dog, just Willem Dafoe with a soft dong. I guess we went to the same place. We went to the same place. Yeah. <laughs> and that leaves me with three. Okay. <clears throat> Troy, Mad Dog, and Diesel are three heads with less than one brain. It doesn't take long for their poor foresight to derail the train. They try to steal a baby, but Mad Dog goes crazy. The gig took their tits off and ended with pain. <laughs> uh, all right. Rob. Everyone made me laugh. I'm going Rob for just because of the uh, more succinct description of the entire movie i'll take that plus you got to take your tits off in there <laughs> for anything it's worth it's worth it with this movie i, I was gonna say i'm gonna go uh, can we just do like a team tie of four because yeah i yeah. i completely agree i everybody made me laugh let's so. do it yeah team four star i think this movie deserves a team win you know yeah. let's let's get yeah. one back the old game. All right, let's throw it to uh, test number three, the most offensive. Sure. Fucking slut, you touch my makeup again, I'll fucking kill you. Come back when you fuck some of this baby fat off. See ya. I have a problem with pussy. They take it out, come all over you, call a bounce. Unless you give your big tip. The most offensive. All right. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> offensive movie. Not gonna yeah. lie. Um, all right, <clears throat> number four. Uh, number four, number five. Platitudinous portrayal of unprincipled police. Uh, so by this, of course, I mean a um, group of policemen that just like to beat their victims half to death. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not what... I, I'm offended because that's not what police really do. Uh, it, I mean, yeah. in very rare occasions. Uh, but it also yeah. is just like, of course, the police are like assholes too because you're going for like Pulp Fiction or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, a little derivative, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, all right, let's throw it to our first clip of the day. This is Puerto Indian. <laughs> yep. Fall in love? Sort of. She really gives me going, man. I tell you, she's something, but I can't really figure out what she is. I mean, she looks Puerto Rican. Well, she doesn't taste Puerto Rican. She's something else, man. I don't know. She said something like she's the Indian or something like that. You know. <sighs> uh, of course, they they she doesn't taste uh, Puerto Rican. Yeah. 
I, I, if I were the writers and I wanted to go with that like offensive line because these guys are supposed to be like lovable, lovable douchebags, I would have said she doesn't taste Indian or like Indian or you know, because yeah. like I don't, my brain doesn't go to like what Puerto Rican uh, delicacies you might have on your plate, it, you know. But Indian, I would think of you know a butter chicken or something. Yeah. Vindaloo. Name one Puerto Rican dish. Ceviche. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's my... um, all right, number three. This is uh, assuming an audience's indifference to infant info. And uh, what I mean by that is that, I, I don't know, we're all dads. I hope you guys agree with me. Um, I want to know what happened to the fucking baby. Yeah. Same. What happens to the baby? Right. What happens to the nanny? I don't really care about the nanny, but I, you know, protect the kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like John Goodman's character in Raising Arizona. They just they leave the car seat, like, on the side of the road, and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. Go yeah, they, they put it on the roof, and then the, luckily the baby, like, when he falls off the roof, lands nicely uh, and, you know, square and on his behind, and yeah. <laughs> no other cars came. Um, yeah. All right, number two is also a clip. How about that? The second clip mm. of the day. This one is gross. That's nice. You're actually really fucking hot, you know? Well, you're a pretty cute kid yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, what, 50? He's like 48? He's, 52? He's, older. he's in his older. 50s, I think, at this point. Older? Yeah. 55? And so she's supposed to be like what eighteen to twenty two somewhere in that range. Yeah. yeah, like it's gross in principle, but then he happens to call her a kid as well. Yeah. So really diving into that as hard as you can. Uh, I'm a fan of pedophilia or even uh, ages that board on it, uh, border on it with like <laughs> yeah. older men. You know, kind of yeah. makes me um, upset. So, uh, but number one, I mean, Bob kind of talked about it already. Uh, but this one's a doozy, Rob. I hope your typing fingers are ready. Yeah. Number one is Mad Dog murders mother daughter, and movie makes this despicable move to moralize the dude. Excuse me. I'll I'll give that to you one more time. Mad Dog murders mother daughter, and movie makes despicable move to moralize the dude. Yep. They do. Uh, We're supposed to like uh, Mad by the end, like when he gets shot, right? Yeah. He's supposed like, to like he's a lovable he fuck him, up, right? He's supposed to he's supposed to be a sympathetic character, but you're not necessarily supposed to like him. That's how I how I saw it. They're, they're they're all supposed to be, but we hate all of them. Yeah. I really fucking hated every one of them, but especially the one who killed a mom and then shot the daughter in the head. At that point, it's like, well, this character is completely irredeemable, but and they, that's give how it the a, movie they give it their best. <laughs> like, you, 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 you download this on demand, or you go to the movies, and you're like, we're going to watch a heist movie with Nicolas Cage and the Green Goblin, and you're like, oh, he just brutally stabbed a woman in the back like 40 times and then shot her daughter in the head through a pillow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for artistic license, but Jesus Christ. Don't, don't try to yeah. make the guy likable, you know? Yeah. What, wasn't she like, I only use my computer for church spreadsheets? And... Yeah, do you know she, she does the books <laughs> yeah. for the church? She's a volunteer who does the books for the church. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, 
Those girls in, in those videos were not on their knees in the pews, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start to Ross Edry. Sure. I've had dogs. You have? Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Doggy chow. I used to love doggy chow. <laughs> I used to love doggy chow, too. Rob's ad read. I'm doing something different this week. This is a fa- something I found that was so fucking funny that I, I woke my whole family up like heave laughing. <laughs> yeah. So um, th- this isn't this isn't my invention, but today's episode of the worst movie ever made is brought to you by Light Up Sketchers. Just bought some shoes, they light up. Uh, 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 uh. I just got a pair of shoes, they light up. Smack uh, 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 my mama, her shoes don't light up. Uh, uh, Smack my grandma, her shoes don't light up. Uh, 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 Fuck with me, I got shoes that light up. Somebody call me the plug. My son's so key fire as fuck. All right, my bad. Hell no. Bro, take them shoes off. Them bitches is trash. Bro, take them shoes off. Them bitches is bad. Bro, take them shoes off. Them bitches making me mad. Look like you got them bitches from the Krusty Krab. Um, I saw this video. Yes, I found it to be extremely annoying. Um, (laughs) not only because it's extremely annoying, but uh, because there's already a video by this guy that blew up that was like really similar. Where he's like, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, (laughs) like he says, I get paid every day. (laughs) Yeah, something like yeah. He's like, it's like super fucking annoying. And I gave that one credit, and I'm not willing to give a second video credit from the same annoying artist. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's not my usual bullshit, but like I just, I had to share it with everybody because it's it's been ruined. I mean, well, thank Sketchers, Rob. thank you for joining. Yeah. yeah, and thank you, Sketchers. Yes, we appreciate the dough, you know, and the kicks. Yeah. I think we all got some free kicks, right? You guys yeah. got yours? Yeah. They light up. Uh, 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 I, I, yeah, I got my Sketchers on right now. Mm. Nice. Okay. Sweet. Uh, let's throw it to test number four, the worst dialogue. Sure. This is some of the worst dialogue. You have great tits. I like nice tits. I like having nice tits. <sighs> number five. Poison. Poison. Hey. Hey. This fucking dude's a cop. What's dude? Over there. I really like my scotch neat. And this fucking bozo insists that I take it on the rocks. Why is that? Because the management has determined that when people drink drinks without ice, they become drunk too quickly. So I kind of laugh at this. And he poisons my drink with these two fat fucking ice cubes. Oh, that's interesting. No, it's not. That's not interesting at all. <laughs> uh, I agree. This this guy, um, Diesel, right? He calls the bartender a fucking uh, cock. Or he says this dude's a fucking cock. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like a, a, a lame insult to begin with. But uh, he just sounds like a weird Italian, like, pissed off guy who's supposed to be genius. But the writing is so bad that, like, it's not smart. At all, like he's his observations are just like he's obvious. He's definitely supposed to be the more level-headed guy of the trio, for sure. Uh, uh, 
Cage says in the beginning that he could have been a rocket scientist in a different yeah. universe or something. Like, in yeah. a parallel dimension, Diesel yeah. could have been a rocket scientist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, number four, yarg. This is Knife Wounds. So you don't know Elliot Smith? No. He did a bunch of knife wounds to the heart. They said it was self-inflicted, but I never believed it. Yeah, that don't add up. Why do you say? Well, it's not impossible. It's just if you want to die, you're going to sit there and hack away at your chest. No, you're going to take a gun. If you're afraid of that, you eat a bunch of pills or do a fat shot of heroin. Yeah, exactly. Plus, his girlfriend was a bitch, and she envied him because he was, like, the only acoustic guy who penetrated the Seattle scene. And this was the time of Nirvana and Alice in Chains and whatnot. That is all true, by the way. He, <laughs> yeah, his yeah, it's was true. Ruled a suicide, but his, yeah. his autopsy report is inconclusive. <clears throat> right. Weird. Why would the, like, why would the girlfriend get off? Like, uh, she didn't because... have, like, a bunch of money to, like, pay the cops. There, was, there was only circumstantial evidence, but he had two stab wounds through his own heart and no hesitation wounds. And, uh, right, right, you like you'd have to be really fucking like more committed than a human can be to stabbing themselves in the heart, yeah, yeah, but fascinating. It's, it's, it, they took a very fascinating story and made it really like not that they made it very stupid. Like, it, it just was so, it, it was just so unrealistic, like the way that they spoke to themselves uh, to each other. It was like, uh, I don't know, it was like, um, docu-series, like a quick docu-series on Elliot Smith, you know? It was, like, too deliberate and detailed, and it just sounded so unnatural to me. Uh, All right, number three! Now they start to get good. This is life. Olvídate. It's much more boring. Mira, it's my baby, Mama. I'm gonna surprise her. She's been bringing a boyfriend over to the house. How about I just send you a cell phone video of me beating his fucking ass? Okay, mamita, you like that? Okay, I love you, sweetheart. Besito. You know, none of these Wall Street motherfuckers have been to prison. But I know a guy. My wife's cousin. Uh, that like a guy with the fucking uh, donut tire thing? Fuck this joke. This is that. so fucked up. Listen. Dude stole this spare donut tire off the back of some dude's jeep. Got life. Life without the possibility of parole. That's fucked up, man. (laughs) How's the gas? Why? Uh, We good? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, it it sounds like Steven Seagal wrote their dialogue to me. Because, like, you know those Steven Seagal movies where, like, he thinks he's, like, throwing a haymaker, but, like, he's just near missing? Yeah, right. yeah it, it's like the, the the dialogue is like, oh, can you believe that he got fucking life for that, man? You the know fucking what? life. What I did like about I, I didn't like the execution, but what I did like about it was it was an insight into how they think, because you're hearing Diesel's story about how someone he someone he knew like familiar something did something yeah. innocuous in certain life sentence, but it's like. That's what they think, but I was like, no, the dude probably fucking killed like three people before he stole 
that spare tire <laughs> and like they're like they're yeah. focusing on the tire not like the other shit he did leading up to that which like I, yeah. I'm, I'm giving way too much credit but that's what i got out of it way too much yeah bingo card moment all right yeah. number two this is right this is so good uh this is massey it was you me on the TV, a shootout. Yes, but it wasn't like they say. Well, how was it? Nah. You ever been inside, Reverend, in the joint? Yes, sir. Well, then you know. A guy who has a past, a guy who's made mistakes. They say they <laughs> forgive you, but they never do. They're always looking at you, trying to catch you at something. All we want, heck, all anybody wants is justice. I was explaining to the officer, and she, she panicked. She thought I was resisting. Yeah, that's right, resisting. And my friend was just trying to save me. Hey, wait a minute. I know you know what's what. Yeah, you understand how this goes. And I can tell you're a good person, too. You care about your wife. Yeah, you're a good man. Well, all right, here's what. We're real close. I need to get dropped off. But I just want to say one thing, one thing to put your mind at ease as we go, all right? You're going to make it out of this. Your wife's going to be safe, and you're going to be fine. And I promise you, the only person who's going to go down out of this is going to be me. Just as long as you do as I say, which doesn't seem to be a problem. It's no problem at all. I figure not, so ease up. You'll be home before you know it. I'm giving you my word. My hand. Why? What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Why was it? I'm because of the Humphrey Bogart. Uh, I think that's what they're description doing. of him earlier. Yeah, I think so. What that was that a dream state? Was he already uh, dead? Was that I, him in the tunnel to heaven? Let me. Um, I will be talking about this during the catch-all because there's one glaring problem with this movie that <laughs> this kind what? of goes yes one uh, among <laughs> many but this is the like chef's kiss the big the big one huh yes uh okay yeah i have nothing further to add other than why is he doing like a 1930s accent yeah baby yeah. fox mcgee's axe <laughs> what the fuck was that okay well you know it's coming if you've seen this movie if you're out in our audience one of our you know 300 listeners or so thank you for your patronage maybe who knows Three million, yeah. three thousand, three hundred thousand, thirty thousand, three hundred, three, thirty. I don't know. Three, uh, this is number one, Daddy. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. This is carpeting. Mm. You get us some real work, gents. We need a big job, a grown-up job. Yeah. All right. You know what I fucking love? Check it out. You cats not freaking out about this? I've been out longer than you guys, and I'm still freaking out about it. What? What is it? Carpeting. Yeah, you know how much bare feet, if you had that privilege in your cell and they didn't notice you wasn't wearing your shower flip-flops in your downtime, all you felt was that cold <laughs> concrete with boogers and jizz on it. And this is like... What the fuck? 
<laughs> Dig it, man. Come on, man. This is sweet. This is like, like soft shaved pussy. You have been locked up a long time. You know what I mean. Nah, uh, I'll get us a real good gig. I'll get us such a good gig. We Take go. a tits off. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he wasn't paying attention to anything in the conversation leading up. He's just sitting there like wobbly, like, I'll get us a gig. <laughs> yeah, he clearly wasn't listening. I don't I don't think that's what they were going for, but that's funny. Um I you know what? The 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 thing that bothers me even more than the take your tits offline was just imagining a jail cell floor covered in uh living organism oh, made of boogers and jizz. <laughs> <laughs> What even worse is like when it zooms out and shows like the establishing shot is like there's just some guy sitting with like an oxygen mask at a neighboring table, just like staring down through the table. Yes. Well, that what was great. the fuck? Um, yeah, but you know, obviously the start of the show is to take your tits off. Why? Why? Why is that the line? And they it'll take your he and case to add some pizzazz to it by like doing a suction. Motion with yeah, his hand, like his hand's off. the claw that's taking the tits off. But uh... uh, that was that was when I saw this, and I was like, they're trying to be like a Tarantino B movie. They're because like, he's he's just doing yeah. like the whole like he's doing like the Travolta thing in Pulp Fiction, kind of. Like, the yeah, weightiness. but he should like be <clears throat> more obviously on heroin or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like all they do yeah. is like coke and booze and ketchup. Yeah. You know, that's like the three <laughs> yeah, hardest things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can't All right, let's start with Pulp Fiction and make a new Pulp Fiction. You can't do it. Yeah. No, you cannot. It no. will never, never happen. Throw it to Bob with test number five. Worst production. You got something wrong with your nipples? They're not sticking up. Sticking up. What? Don't blame the bad production on her nipples. I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? All right. Where where are you going to start with this, Bob? (laughs) Well, I'm going to start with the tagline, forgettable. But I'm going to expand on it by quoting from a critic saying, aimlessly forgettable story. So once again, we're given lead characters with no level of sympathy toward them or their actions. And they, they find themselves involved with a constantly changing roster of characters. Like, like they they are involved with, you know, a gangster with cocaine yeah. or heroin or something. And then they're, uh, they're involved with some women yeah. briefly who don't stick around. Then they're involved with uh, a kidnapping that doesn't stick around. So nobody sticks. Mm-hmm. Nobody sticks around except for El Greco. Right. For more than a single exchange or really a scene. Yeah. Uh, aside Ugh. from our God, three stooges. I wish they didn't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. call them three stooges. Um, yeah. So, and, and also, why That's kill that, that nice couple at the end? Like, it was just a shame all around. Like, as far as, like, the character development and, and, and characters, like, 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 a connection to the story. Like yeah. There was no moral, there was no flow, there was no point. It was just forgettable. 
Um, okay. But I was talking to Kevin, who was part of the uh, Christmas with the Cranks oh, yeah. uh, episode that we did, you know, yeah. uh, and he, he I was telling him that it, it reminds me of like Napoleon Dynamite in the way that it doesn't necessarily have a beginning or, the, or an end. Like it, it's not there's no point like to it. And, and I'll give Na- Yeah, I'll, I'll give Napoleon Dynamite more credit um, for being original in that way. Like yeah. it, it, you know, it. It's not my favorite. It's got some laughs. It's you know, it's weird, but like it starts and ends, and you're not sure why it began. You know, this movie yeah. like is trying for that. I, and the other one that I um was thinking of is No Country for Old Men, which is yeah. a movie I fucking love. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys seen that one? Yes, it's a great yeah, one. Yes. Yeah, great. Love it. We should do that for a good movie pod because it's fucking amazing. It's the same kind of oh. idea. Like at least No Country for Old Men has a driving story behind it, but yeah. like life happens to the movie in No Country for Old Men. You don't expect spoiler alert. Ready? The main character, as you see fit, uh, dies just like off screen in a hotel room. You know, it's kind of yeah. shocking, but like real happens to the movie, and they tried to do this. Uh, in Dog Eat Dog, they tried to like yeah. introduce real life, like the cops who just like run into them in the grocery store, change the fundamental plot, but they do it horribly. It's fucking yeah. awful. No Country for Old Men, Napoleon Dynamite, give them credit for those elements that Dog Eat Dog stole and just shit all over. Yeah. Anyway, end yeah. of rant. How about test number six? The worst acting. I'd have to piss on you to give you a clue. It's the worst acting. All right. I love that bumper. It's my favorite one, I think. (laughs) Absolutely love it. It's so good. Uh, All right, number one, daddy. Half a mil. So, Greco tells me you're a heavy guy. I'm <laughs> not referring to your weight. I mean that apparently you are a gentleman of some power and influence. Yeah, well, I try my best. It is a shitty economy out there, so we all got to work overtime all the time. I heard that. What? I heard that. Right. <laughs> What's good? Are they yeah, having a steak with the cottage fries? That's the only thing. Do the owners? Yeah. yeah. So, this. Guy, Mike Brennan, this creep, this deadbeat that owes me a lot of money. The way I see it, he is so fucked up, he ain't never gonna be able to get it back on his own. So he needs some incentivizing to go out, to get up. Real scumbag. He's one of those fuck you, come and get it guys. Probably all hopped up on blow the way he's acting. So the bottom line is, Chepe has been patient. Yes, I have. Time's up. I need to get four mil from him. Okay. Good. It's got a one-year-old out in the heights. I need you to snatch. That is some of the worst acting we've ever had on this show. Yeah. I asked if that was Paul Schrader that plays El Greco. No, that's uh, the director. Who directed this movie? Oh, maybe it's Paul Schrader. Yeah, I think it's Paul Schrader. Uh... Oh, okay, the, yeah. the the taxi cab director, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tax driver. The yes. guy that directed. Yeah. The guy that directed one of the most influential movies. No, he wrote. He wrote Taxi Driver. He, he didn't wrote direct it. it. it was oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Okay. Right. 
That's right. It is definitely Scorsese. I should have realized that. But Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yes. And he wrote and starred in this and directed it, right? Yes. Or maybe he, he didn't, didn't write, write this. He didn't, he didn't write the screenplay. He just directed it. All right. Anyway, my point is that guy should never have acted. Non-transferable Ever. skills is what we're learning here. That's he, the takeaway. Yes. Agreed. He's sitting down at the table uh, with the bad guy and Nicolas Cage. The bad guy's like organizing the uh, kidnapping that ki- that uh, Nicolas Cage is going to perform. And then uh, Paul Schrader uh, misses his mark, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think I've ever heard that in in a movie where they didn't like like cut that out immediately. Why wouldn't they edit that out? I'm pretty sure that he missed his mark and started speaking when he wasn't supposed to. And they threw Cage and the other dude off, and then they had to start again. And it's all yeah. on film. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Unless I'm mistaken, I don't think that was meant to happen. You're probably they right. They all start speaking. I feel like this is one of those movies, like, we, we've seen many in the past, where, like, they, they, they didn't have enough tape to redo it. And they're like, ah, that's good enough. I, I, honestly, it feels that way. It, re- it really does, because there's times where it, you just can't believe how bad the acting or dialogue is, or the shot that they got wasn't redone. It's just right. flabbergasting. Yeah. Let's, let's throw it to number three. Uh, 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 sorry. Two. I meant to say two. My bad. <laughs> I said two. Uh, I'm walking here. It's me. Yeah. All right, we've got the kid, we've got the nanny, it's all good. Now, the wife didn't show up, so if you can get me a contact on Brennan, I'll arrange for the ransom myself. I don't think so. What do you mean? Did you guys have to encounter a problem at that house? We did, in fact, yes. Uh-huh. I thought maybe he did, because that Brennan guy hasn't shown up for anything. Nobody's heard from him. He's disappeared. No, we didn't deal with Brennan. There was a soldier in there, some Mexican guy. That was Brennan. I don't follow. He has like a Mexican mom and an Irish dad, and he's totally Latin-looking dude, so that was Brennan. You shot Brennan. No, because on his ID, it said Joe Vasquez. Look, Greco, I'm not, I'm not sure about this, okay? Well, I'm sure about it. I'm 100% fucking sure about it. You shot the guy What was the guy that was supposed to pay the ransom money. In any other movie, this could have been great because, like, that, that's such a funny. It's like, did you run into any problems? And, like, you know, Willem Dafoe, like, blew the dude's fucking head off without hesitation. And Cage is just like, <laughs> we, we, we may have had a snag. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. It, it, it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. It really could have been. Uh, get El Greco out of there. Give Nicolas Cage, like, you know, uh, Christopher Walken or something. Is El Greco. Yeah. Um, all right. Number. Now it's number three. Three. This is Moon Man. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's a friend of mine, Armenian dude, former friend actually. Uh, used to be a deputy DA uh, prosecuting drug cases. So he got sick of watching himself go poor while his clients went rich. So he switched sides, buys himself a big old house in Bratnall. Got a little puss on the side, a squirrely guy, but now he has a problem. He needs some money that the wife don't know about. So get this, he's setting up his former clients for ripoffs. You like him, he's your kind of guy, Troy. Who is the client? That'd be a monkey out of East Cleveland. Calls himself Moon Man. 
They used to call him Balloonhead until he got so much money, and now they just call him God. He likes to play the fool. He says to my oh, friend, oh. he says, hey, Mr. Cracker. He talks like that. He says, Mr. Cracker, if you're so smart and I'm so dumb, why, I got five million and you're working for me. He buys himself a house up in Rocky River. Big old gaudy thing. And he's renovating it. You know that part of Cleveland? Dude, I know all of Seatown better than anybody. He's got a 300-pound pool. He calls a, a bouncer. Uh, he likes to drive a Beamer 7, but not in the hood. So he's got four or five little junker cars, you know, switch from one place to one to the other. You know how they do that. Oh, yeah. But this is where you come in. He don't keep anything worth shit up at the Rocky River house. So you got to find where he keeps his stash. What's in his fucking throat? I, I, don't, I don't know. Pop rocks? Yeah. I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. n- not just that, though. He is just so unbelievably untalented at acting. It, it yeah. really, really is bothersome. Yeah. He he is struggling to remember his lines, and it's so because yeah. he's recalling that you do when you're like a bad liar. You know, like he he's not yeah. convinced of the thing that he's saying. He's not yeah. sure whether or not the lines are coming out right. And, and in so doing, you cannot believe. I could almost not understand what he's saying because he's so bad yeah. at delivering the dialogue. I, I, I was right. too distracted to really get what he's saying. And, yeah. and I, I was like, fuck this. We're clipping this because this is unfucking believable that this is in a movie. So many extra details you don't need to. It's like, oh, Cracker, yeah, he talked like that. That's that's. The, it's like, okay, we get that because you're doing an impersonation of the guy who you're talking about. Right. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. The, just just trying to sell you on how like much like like everybody is a racist, sexist dirtbag in this world. I guess. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's talk to Bob with fact or no fact. Fact or no fact. Can you spell MGM backwards? I bet you can't. MGM. I'm impressed. That's a fact. Now here's some more. All right. Okay, the fact or no fact. I I called this one, it was called Dog Eat Dog, and I called it Dog Eat Style. Which, if you say it quickly, is... Yes. Okay. Yes. So, the fact or no fact. Uh... So here's, you guys messed me up on our earlier text string. I had yeah. uh, oh, the the screenwriter as the uh, writer for many Scorsese movies, and I I was gonna say, hey, yeah, figured out what Scorsese movie he didn't write for, and you guys messed me up. So, uh, the director, the director this time was better known as a screenwriter. Penning the screenplays and or stories for four Scorsese-directed movies. But more than that, he collaborated with Willem Dafoe seven times. Dog no Eat way. Dog being the seventh. Which of these five films was not on that list? Okay. Okay. A lot of these... Out of these five films, which one? And uh, by the way, they all feature Defoe. All right. Which one was not associated with this screenwriter slash director? 
Okay. The Walker. Yeah. All right. Affliction. The Last Temptation of Christ. Wild at Heart. And Light Sleeper. I don't know any of these titles. Last Temptation of Christ, though, that that's that's a Scorsese, but I don't know if Def- I haven't seen it and I don't know if Defoe is in it. Fuck. Um Uh, dude, this is a shot in the dark for me, man. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm about to do like the SAT thing where like I smack like five fingers on the desk, each corresponding to a an answer, and whatever one hurts the most, I'm just gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> wild at heart. <laughs> My fourth finger hurt the most. Ah. <laughs> Um, you remember one? The Walker, Chris. I don't know. It's called The Walker. Is that, yes. Is that right? It's called The Walker. Okay. Uh, The Walker, Affliction, The Last Temptation of Christ, Wild at Heart, and Light Sleeper. Um, I don't know, Rob. I agree that number four sounds like a little bit less like the rest. Um. Although your fingers told you that, not your yeah. logic. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with affliction. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. What do you got? So this goes back to my uh, my my old trope of this movie didn't have enough facts to get okay. anything else yeah. from it, aside from something like this. So uh, the last temptation of Christ was a Scorsese movie that he did write screenplay for. So, uh, Rob, you were right. Okay. Everything else I didn't see except Wild at Heart I did see, and Wild at Heart starred starred Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe. It was directed by David Lynch. It was one of my Uh, favorites. And it did not feature... The screenwriter, Rob, you win. I was right with the finger game. Wow. You were right. Yeah. The finger game. I, you're going to have to make this. Your, 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 your OCD wins. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to. You're going to have to now agree with your sensations over your intellectual. <laughs> That's how I've made it so far in life <laughs> up to this point. So I'm OK with that. Yeah. All right, let's start the catch-all. Sure. Time for the catch-all, which is basically just boob jokes. Take a look at these tits. What are these, watermelons? This is a stage, babe. It's not a patch. See ya. And you still show them tits and ass. All right. Drugs are crazy. Yeah. That's my first one. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my first one is that there will be tracking on the Chevron card three days later, at a minimum, of yeah. Defoe using her Chevron card to fix his car. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to get the big one out of the way because I think it's going to open up the floor for other things. Um, Ooh. 
all right, so we can presume Nicolas Cage dies at least once at the end of the film. He gets tied to the back of a car and dragged to his death. And if I'm yep. following the the movie correctly, that whole last sequence, either he survived being dragged and needed to commandeer a car with those that that married couple, the old like religious couple. Yeah. And then he dies in the shootout. Right. Or he died when he was being dragged, and that was like his like last like his last like that was my sports. assumption. So yeah. that being said, he's still narrating the film. And when people narrate films, they narrate it in hindsight as if they've already gotten out of the situation that's being shown on screen and they're telling you about it right. after the fact. So he at least died once. He may have died twice, but he's still alive to tell you the story. <laughs> he's still <laughs> That's, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Like in Goodfellas, like you have uh, Ray Liotta's character giving you the narration, yeah. but it's because he's like a, in witness protection at the end. Exactly, Not he lived. Yeah, he's outside yeah. of it, but he wants to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Most uh, of those narration movies go that way too. I agree. Uh, there are multiple, at least two. I'm going to say three, just because I don't know it, but it would be funny. Taylor Swift. References including a stripper Taylor Swift lookalike contest. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you, Dog Eat Dog, for uh, the free hashtags that I'm going to associate with this movie. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> I wrote there was clunky action and like it was a couple old guys and one youngish dude. In the action, but it was just clunky. So it was like the Irishman, where <laughs> Robert De Niro like eats up a guy. I, Have you seen that? I ne I never sat through it. No, I I can't believe it through the Irishman. I did, and Robert De Niro like down, but he's really like in his seventies. But they age him down to like forty, but he still looks kind of weirdly seventy. And he does this scene where he like beats up a guy. He like throws him out the front window. And then, like, goes and he just stomps on his hand a bunch. And Robert De Niro's body is obviously not capable of selling that he's beating somebody up. So he just, like, stomps on the guy's hand. But it doesn't look, like, painful at all. It's, yeah, the most painful right. thing about the scene is the scene itself and trying to yeah. uh, sell us on the fact that, that anything hurts that Robert De Niro does. It's really funny. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> um what was what was Diesel doing at the grocery store? He was getting some was deli getting meat. Food. <laughs> but like for like he knew they'd been like had or found out. Was he like, cooking himself like a last supper? Was that like what we we're to believe or I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. It wasn't it, it was I think it was supposed to be symbolic of something, but what it was supposed to be symbolic of escapes me. I don't know. At, at that point, like, they were on the run, right? Because, like, they're not getting the money. I don't even know. But um, it's the second week in a row where they're, the main character is on the run, but they stay, like, super local. In this one, it was, like, at a grocery store in the same town. And the thing with two heads, it was on a dirt bike track going in circles. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Uh, there is two obviously not a cop car. Like, I don't yeah. care where in America you're going with that, like, masking taped police <laughs> sign. Like, nobody's going to believe that not 
for a half a second. It's supposed yeah. to be comic. Yeah, just to show them how show us how incompetent they they are from right off the rip. That's the only thing I can. Yeah, do. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I I don't know about you guys, but like I rarely have a hotel key in my pocket for a quick reentry into my hotel room. Like Diesel did that. Like so. Like she ran out of the hotel room. And she was like, I'm out of here. And he's like, chased her down and like, talked her down. And then she like, ended up leaving. And he walked right back in the hotel. Like, I wouldn't have had my key. There's no way. Yeah. I probably would have stood on the table or. What if you're in the room? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it would have been on like. On, on, yeah. Sorry. What about like on the nice Anderson? Yes. Yeah, there's a video of a guy who is like completely naked and he just like takes his food out of his room and puts it down, but like the door closes. And yeah. like, you know, he definitely doesn't have his key because he's completely naked. <laughs> yeah. That, video, that happens. Uh, correct, man. Anyway. Um, uh, Rob, I think of, it's on you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of hotel, the only bonding memory they have, which they should have had plenty if they've known each other so long and they've, they've, they, Defoe had, um, Mad Dog had Troy's back in prison and all that stuff. The only yeah. thing that they had as a, a like a, like a, the, the memory when they recall their life is squirting each other with ketchup and mustard in slow motion <laughs> in the hotel room <laughs> and like having the time of their fucking life. <laughs> it's fucking true, man. Like they keep going back to it. It's like a race. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's just weird, weird artistic choice. It's yeah, it was. Funny. Yeah. You want to do a hotel Heinz and Hunts tonight? <laughs> uh, so Diesel, the guy that's like supposed to be super smart, is the cop that like. Um, tells he asks for ID, right? But he would also, isn't it always license and registration? Yeah. Like if you're trying to sell yourself as a cop, you should say both, not just let me see her ID. Yeah. Yeah. Did Ballot. didn't it happen twice? Or am I, am I am I making this up? I feel like it happened twice. I think that they. I think he ID'd both the driver and the passenger. The passenger being the the person, Moon Man, that they were going after. Yeah. So yeah, like I'll say this: uh, the pacing was all sorts of fucked up for a ninety-minute movie. If there's it not was. enough, if there's not enough story for ninety minutes, then don't make it that long. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know yeah. that's kind of like the tradition for a movie, but still. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, enough content. Yeah, and um piggybacking off the pacing, um just tonally uh, Nicolas Cage played probably six different characters in this movie. He did. Yeah. He played it straight. Yeah. He played it like fast and loose. He played it like Baby Fark McGee's axe. He he played it as calm cool collected but a little unhinged. He, and he drugged kept, out, idiot. Yeah, he kept changing his he kept changing his voice and his tones and his like delivery, like he he really explored the room in this one. 
it was it was it was too weird. Yeah. Uh so I think Mugen says watch my Versace like shirt or whatever. But doesn't he mean uh Versace? Versace. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you say it's a pro police movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm I down guess, with that, like, but, like because the police end up winning. I wouldn't say winning, but like, it, it ends up they where the police the, they get the, the better of the, the villains. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. they're they're the victims yeah. in the end. Ah. Uh. It's strange that Mad Dog, who's so like unhinged and unstable, like clearly like a sex addict and addicted to like meth and other various stimulants, probably mixed with alcohol, he just has like a go-to place where he just dumps bodies. <laughs> oh, I come here all the time. This is where I dump the last batch. Yeah, right. <laughs> what the fuck. That that was very Tarantino-like. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like making making like a really fucked up scenario like in all in a day's work yes it's very terrible. yeah but like it's just it's just not believable for his character because like the guy like no he needs people to keep him in line all the time so you're saying like by yourself you were able to bring those bodies there without like accidentally killing like 10 other people in the process yeah yeah that's that's a good point uh why three guys for an easy in and out baby napping trap uh, supposed to yeah, only I... be the like nanny and the baby. Why do you need three right. dudes for that? Like, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna alert the nanny to your presence more likely if you have three guys going upstairs than just one. Yeah. Well, also, if you have three guys, why keep all three guys together the whole time? Why not have one station to one place, one station another, and the third station somewhere else? They would have yeah. seen the guy who was coming after them. Yeah, one carrying out yeah. the deed, one doing the lookout, and one in the getaway car. Like that seems pretty. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a criminal. I the, the worst thing I've ever done is like steal a bag of apples from Kroger because I rang it up as like or regular when it should have been organic or whatever. But like, even I know oh, that like you should, you should probably have like a like a a, fit, a, a process if you're gonna steal a baby. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably more of a plan than that. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Oh, uh, that Humphrey Bogart shit uh, at the end yeah. was really annoying and really not <laughs> not uh, accurate Artistic. or appropriate or I don't know. Um, I'm just going to piggyback off what you were saying, Bob, for my next point. Um, it's I tried finding out, but I couldn't find much information on this. But was it ever established if that was like a dream sequence or if that was actually happening? It's not clear. Normally, there's a tell or something like like in Birdman with Michael Keaton. Like you know when like you know what's his reality and what like reality is because they they, they mm-hmm. show you. But here, like, it's just I like, feel like I feel like the the cops couldn't have got away with abusing a victim, so they let him go, or something like that. And then they assumed he wouldn't survive, and he ended up hijacking another family like in a state of shock uh, or something yeah and it was real um right but at the same time like really he's just black yeah he's doing the accent because he's like so 
oh, delirious from the beginning. <laughs> so fucking yeah, dumb. something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, is it me? Yeah. Yeah. $500,000 plus a $250,000 kicker. Isn't that just $750,000? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess like it wasn't it wasn't even framed like 250 after the job's done. It's like I'll give you $500,000 plus a $250,000 kicker. Maybe so 750,000. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> one's like a non-taxable fringe benefit and one's like the one's like the base yeah. salary. <laughs> like you know, like personal use of a couple of 500 cars. is is the 500 is for like gardening, landscaping and otherwise maintaining his property or something. Yeah. This this actually feels like it was written just for Chris's uh catch-all. Like I feel like the the writers of this movie were like, you know what? This is going to be on a podcast later that we're going to need a catch-all and we're going to add a $250,000 kicker and Chris is going to like something just to piss him off. Like, hey, listen, after after you blow the fucking mission and you go to the grocery store, I need an itemized receipt for accounting <laughs> after all this goes south. Uh, you, like, well, you better not be buying the center cup filet. You better be buying the fucking round eye. <laughs> after this just fucking mission. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is where my fact or no fact comes in with uh, things I didn't mention. So first of all, uh, the production crew was largely film students or recent films, film school graduates uh, were mainly to keep the cost down, but also why the director That's played right. that role himself because right. he was trying to keep the cost down. Yeah, clearly it worked. Well, he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just wondering, did the, the opening scene have to be so brutal in this fucking movie? Was there a no, reason for it? So brutal. Like that was my the, my entire pitch was the opening scene. It, that 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 scene, like when I first saw this movie, like years ago, that that scene stuck with me. It's just like the madness of him, just like mercilessly, just like piggyback riding on that lady and just fucking sinking knives into her like down to the handle repeatedly. It was just it's fucked up. I, I don't know. That, for, that, that honestly had me. I thought this was going to be a fucking great movie. Yeah. When I saw that beginning of the story, I'm like, this is going to be a great story. It's... And then it, it lost me. Yeah. It's effective uh, in, in that way. It's a tone that they don't keep up with. Yeah. No, they don't. If you're going to start up there, you got to, yeah, like either. The movie is getting that, that brutal. You got to plateau it or go up or like, stay where you are at least but like it just goes and never yeah you gotta keep that pace but yeah never again was it interesting like i think that when the guy uh had his head blown off with the shotgun and yeah. when the bodies like fell through the floor like that it was gruesome enough to like yeah. keep that pace but it did yeah why is the nana asleep against the wall um i don't know like if she does this every single night, then why why does she happen? Like she doesn't sleep in that corner every night, does she? Propped up like that. Yeah. My my guess is she just like was putting the kid down, fell asleep, because I you know I'm doing the sleep training thing right now. It's like you sit in a chair until your kid falls asleep, and like sometimes you just not off. And on this night, she happened. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
That's the yeah, she put the kid in the crib and then she like sat down and fell asleep, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, my last one. This is my last one. This is a, a, a catch-all that used to be a fact no facts. Cage was just Nicholas Cage. Forfeited a hundred thousand dollars of his salary to make sure Willem Dafoe was in the movie. Like he like took a hundred thousand dollars of his salary and gave it to Defoe right. and huh. said, "Please be in this." Movie. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, I can't do this one alone. I'm man. not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. my 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 last piece is, who the fuck is Diesel? <laughs> like, who, like they could have gotten like some other third guy that like is yeah. a potato. <laughs> <laughs> He really was a potato yeah. with a smaller potato on top. He was. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> uh, why is the dad sitting in the living room with a loaded gun? Like, he had no idea that people were coming to kidnap his baby? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think, he, I think there was... When he was talking on the phone... During the scene, um, during the uh, the, the donut tire story, I think there was some suspected yeah. like marital impropriety, and he wanted to like catch like the pool boy in the, in the act. act, yeah, uh, or something. yeah, maybe there was some dialogue like that in the car, yeah. What else you got, Rob? That's all I got, man. I it's uh, the floor is yours. Uh, why uh, send Mad Dog to watch over the Nana and the baby? After he blew the guy's head off, uh, maybe Diesel would be a better fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one in this rich and silent neighborhood heard gunshots, like especially the shotgun gunshot. Yeah. The shotgun blast. <laughs> yeah, the shotgun blast. Uh, they went into the strip club just so that mad dog can blow coke. They do nothing else. They just walk in there, use the table, and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think it's the um it's the thrill of the stimulant while also looking at titties. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I like stimulants and boobs, I get it. Yeah. Um those conversations that starts and you know, here and continues elsewhere. They were talking in the apartment and then they pick yeah. up the conversation in the car like like halfway to their destination on the highway. Um, it was obvious that Diesel was going to kill uh, Mad Dog in the phone site to me. Yeah. Yes. Um, the backup cops at the uh, grocery store show up in 12 seconds. Yep. For some reason, we got uh, three times in this movie that Nicolas Cage is attractive, including one of the male <laughs> cops that's about to beat him to death, calling him cute. Yeah. Yeah. Thought I'd point that out. Uh, one of the male cops to the other male cop. Reg, 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 Reggie. Hey, Reg. Okay, those all happened in different sentences, but I'm pretty sure my count is right. He said Reg that many times just so we knew the other cop's name. I don't know why. We just had to know yeah. it was Reg. Yep. Um, I asked, is the Reverend real? And I hate to bring this back up, but last week. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, 
how did his wife fall asleep during a carjacking? This is why I feel like it was a dream sequence. I just, I don't yeah. think that with sleep apnea like I have, I don't think I'd be able to fall asleep during a carjacking. Yeah. Uh, I've, they're older, they're an older couple. I, I've been, if you, if you just came from like a nice dinner, they're at a diner, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, they were at a diner. If, if it's like, yeah. if you've been, if you're an older couple, you're waking up at like four in the morning because you have nothing better to do. And it's like, you know, it's, it's after sunset. You had a baked potato. Like, you're going to fucking nod off in the passenger seat, man. I, yeah, I, I can, I can see yeah, that. You're right. I can see that. I would, I would nod off after That's a baked right. potato. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fine. Uh, maybe some ribs. Yeah, I'm not trying to defend this movie. Turkey, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that eating makes me sleepy, which is why I only eat, I only eat once a day yes. because I will I'm pass out midday. I'm, with, I'm yeah. with you. Uh, all right, let's start to what we're watching. All right, cool. Let me just get that bumper up. So we're talking about things we like in some cases. It looks better than a 10-inch dick, and you know it. All right. All right. Let's, let's uh, I'll go in the same order. order. I started with the pitch, so I'll start with this one. All right. Go for it. So I watched two movies as typical, and the first one is an old Oscar winner. It was the Best Picture winner in 1980 called Ordinary People. Okay. It starred Timothy Hutton and it, Donald yeah. Sutherland and Mary Tyler Moore, and right. I cried like a baby. Okay, I I I loved it. It was I I I honestly think if you guys have watched Goodwill Hunting, yeah, Goodwill Hunting borrowed yeah. some sensibilities from this movie. I think okay, this is okay. better. So if you, if you like wow. Goodwill Hunting, you will like this more. I in my opinion. Okay. Uh, it I just like has more emotion. Hunting. Yeah. 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 And then I watched another Oscar contender because we're in Oscar season. Yeah. This was a Japanese movie mm-hmm. that was up up for the best foreign film category called Perfect Days. Okay. It barely okay. has any dialogue at all. So even if it was in. Uh, English, Japanese, whatever movie it would, whatever language it would be in, it had barely any dialogue, and it was still just amazing. The actor who played the lead role barely had any dialogue, and he still emoted so well. Okay. I would highly recommend it. It was just, again, this is me as a film guy. I think Perfect Days is worth your watching. Okay. Fuck yeah. Cool. Uh, mine's not important, and I, I'm not making a recommendation that anyone is going to follow in our audience. Uh, right. I I just am hitting you with the truth here. I've been watching a lot of rap battles lately. Oh, fuck yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I just find them entertaining. Um, when Back in 2006, uh, Jay and Kev and, and Sean maybe and I, like the four horsemen that used to hang out all the time back in those days. Yeah. Uh, those were my friends growing up from like elementary on. Um, and Rob, you entered the picture, I think, in around middle school. But uh, yeah, around middle school. Uh, for me, fun. like in six. Yeah, I was graduating high school, and we found this thing called the World Rap Championships, where it was like two on two freestyling. I, I remember this phase. I remember this phase very. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. 
2006 and 2007, they did a two on two turn, and it's like more popular. And it was like there were international uh, acts as well, yeah. like in the show. Uh, and then and then it turned into Grind Time. Now uh, that was like a yeah. channel where they did written battles where the guys would come prepared with material for each other and it got better yeah. and then it and then it turned into like king of the dot and then there's a whole bunch of others like smack and url and and don't yeah. flop there's like a ton of battling leagues but these are the ones that i watch wrc grind time kotd that's king of the dot um i yeah. know so many personalities i don't know why i can just like sometimes i'll just pop back into this world of uh rap battling and i get completely sucked in again for like three months and then i'm done yeah. i don't know it's a weird addiction that i have every once in a while yeah. that's what i'm watching what are you watching rob fuck yeah um have you guys ever seen margin call no, no. it's a 2011 movie about the um the executives behind basically behind the 2007 2008 financial crash um listen Ooh, to this ca- okay listen listen to this cast Kevin Spacey, Paul Bettany, Jeremy Irons, Jack- Zachary Quinto, Penn Badley, Simon Baker, Mary McConnell, Demi Moore, Stanley Tucci, um, Ashley Williams, Susan Blackwell, Maria, Maria Dizia. So it's basically this guy gets fired from this investment firm at the very beginning of the film. And he's, he's mm-hmm. the head of risk management, but like they're doing massive layouts. So like the second you leave, we're turning your phone off. Like you're done. Like, you know, we're, we're taking all your stuff. He takes a flash drive with him on yeah. his way out. He on his way out of the elevator, he hands a flash drive to one of his associates. He's like, "I was working on this. You might want to finish the model that I'm working on. Be careful." And then later that night, his associate finishes his work, and he's like, "This company's debt exceeds its assets by like a considerable margin." And like they have to decide whether like are we going to tank the company or are we going to do like a fire sale and like dump all these assets oh. before people find out. And basically the rest of the film, like the, the remainder, like the next two acts is them trying to figure out our, what are we going to do? And based on how the economy turned out, I think, you know what they did. Um, yeah. It's really, yeah. really fucking good. It's, it's like, it's a really tense, like slow burning, like financial drama, I guess I would call it. Um, with some of the it's, most, unlikely Rob, it sounds, it sounds a lot like, I think all the big, that also had to do with the uh, financial uh, crisis in like 2007, 2008. Possibly. Um, I I haven't heard uh, of that. It sounds it sounds very similar. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of like that. I, I I like this financial drama genre. I've learned, so I'm yeah. gonna have to. Yeah. That's that's still on my list to watch over the next two weeks. Um, if you like that? Short. Um, check out. Oh, the big short. Yeah, the big short. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, I, that's I, what I've it is. Heard of that title, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, you, you're right, Bob. Um, if if you like that genre and you haven't seen it, check out Social Network. Okay, will do. Yeah, that's it. And it's then, pretty good. Yeah. And then last night I actually watched the Blair Witch Project for the first time, and I fucking loved it. It was. Did you? I, okay, so like I did not. I did not. I researched it before watching it because the, what what made me want to watch it is like it was trolling and viral marketing before either of those things existed and i'm in that way i think they did a fantastic job rob i'm fascinated exactly yes exactly it's just like they they fucking killed it they're like like the imdb page had all the actors listed as like deceased and they were handing out like missing persons flyers and like 
right the the, the the production crew was just they were fucking with the actors so bad that they were actually legitimately frightened in the woods by themselves filming themselves like they 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 actually there wasn't an actual cameraman in that movie it was just all the footage it was 80 hours of footage filmed by amateurs and they fucking yeah yeah so like just knowing all that stuff like if i just watched it at face value i wouldn't like it but knowing everything going into it I'm like they did a fucking great job it, the marketing was so effective that it made the movie scarier than it was. Yeah, I, I really appreciate like the meta, the meta um, aspect of it. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. All right, let's go to the offensive minigame. Sure. Must be weird not having anybody come on you. It's the offensive minigame. Right. I do feel like that would be weird. Uh, no infant info or blackhead yeah. by accident. <laughs> A blackhead. Blackhead. Okay. Um, the thing is a black man okay. or cage cocks a kid. <laughs> okay. Cage cocks a kid. All right. You mean like cocking a kid, like kidnapping the baby, or like banging the underage, potentially underage woman in the strip club? Banging the potentially underage woman and then pointing it out by calling her a kid. I'm assuming. Hmm. Yes, Cage cocks a kid. Yeah, wow. I'm assuming she's. I'm assuming she's 18. So like, it's 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 wrong, but, but any, it's like legal. Any but... any whisper of kid cocking, I think, deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. I think it deserves some vote. I'll give you that. Although, the thing uh, that is the thing in, uh, with two heads being a black man is very offensive. But, you know. I, it's tough because, uh-huh. like, if if she's if she's over eighteen, it's legal. Whereas, like, they're they're referring to a they're being horrifyingly racist. <laughs> like, there's yes. no no that one wins true. here. But I'm gonna go with cocking the kid just for status quo here. Thank you. I agree. All right, the watermelon went there. Yeah. <laughs> or less than likable loser leads. Watermelon. 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 Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, so two to one. I think it makes sense that uh, the thing with two heads wins the offensive minigame. Let's throw it to bad credit names, and then we'll sum this thing up. Yeah. You get it. I'm a dancer. You're a dancer? Then Henry here is the fucking Virgin Mary. Then Henry here is the fucking Virgin Mary. God damn it. You're the only one who could get my tits popping right. Then Henry Mary. Then Henry Mary. Bad credit names. <laughs> yeah. I got bigger tits than the Virgin Mary, and I. Uh, no, I got bigger tits than the Virgin Mary either. Yeah. And I got a bigger mouth, too. I yeah. think that was a line flub. You know? Yeah. Just pointing out. Uh, Dins Daniels. Din, okay. Dins Danielson. Kevis Markham. Okay. Boots Stansick. Ew. Okay. Boots, the first name. Uh, David House. Great House. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, his baloney has a first name, and it's Rich. His name is Rich Baloney. Okay. okay. 
There we go. Uh, and then Egypt, 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 performed by Eat Lover. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. All right, let's That's throw it to the movie comparison. Sure. You know, what is it that you think you do? You fuck them without fucking them. That's what you do. I, was, I saw you. Man, everybody got AIDS and shit. Well, it ain't right. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth. And so are we with our movie comparison. All right. All right, the thing with two heads versus dog eat dog, negative 61.8 and worst for the thing with two heads. Dog eat dog, negative 35.4 and worse. So obviously the win goes to the thing with two heads. Chris, you got a four-star win on the pitch for things, but I think... Does the team four star eclipse that, or is it a wash because uh, it's a four star? I'd say a team. I th- I'd say a team four star wins. Bob. Bob. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Um, offensive. We wrote extremely for the thing with two heads. Um, is it? Are we going? Like, well, actually, we already know. It's it's uh, that's a win. The thing with two heads, uh, up two to one, going into dialogue. The dialogue for for the thing with two heads was bad. How bad was Doggy Dog? Was it worse? Doggy Dog was worse by by a considerable margin. I don't think it's even close. No, uh, I think thing with two heads was worse. Ooh. All right, let's go to production. Um, ridiculous concept or forgettable? Forgettable's worse. Yeah, we, we keep tie breaking here. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Acting forced and forgettable for the thing with two heads or dog eat dogs uh, bullshit acting. What do you think? Two heads, in my opinion. I'm gonna go two heads. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually one. gonna agree. So we have a definitive answer there. It's three to one, but there's two still waiting for my decision. Uh, Ham fisted by the third act demerit on uh, the thing with two heads or doggy dog. We didn't uh, assign a demerit yet. What do you? What do you guys have? It exists. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it exists. It exists. Or 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 Paul Schrader like not transferring. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I like non transferable skills like that. from like screenwriter to director. I'm gonna go I'm actually yeah. gonna go the thing with two heads here also though, because like the the third act was just a dirt bike race that doesn't matter. Yeah. That's that, that's fair. Bob, you agree with that or what? Yes. Okay. Uh so it's four to one and if we Oh yeah, four to one, and there's two more left. So even if Dog Eat Dog were to win both categories, I'm gonna say that the dialogue was worse for the thing with two heads, and the production being forgettable, in my opinion, was worse for Dog Eat Dog. Um, it doesn't just so that we can have a score yeah. of five to two for the thing with two heads, um, and we'll carry All that right. into next week when we do frogs. Bob, I hate you for this, but at the same time, I'm glad we're getting some '70s movies on the docket. You know, like we, we don't you, have a I, lot I, of uh, I am historical. Films. All trash, all season. That's my motto this this, this season. <laughs> all trash. All I season, watched I this. Fuck yeah! I watched this as a teenager. 
and I haven't watched it since. But I, I'm strongly saying this is going to be a contender. I feel like it's going to be like um, Trolls 2. Or Trolls, or whichever one we watch. No, I, feel like, I feel like it's going to be like worse. that. Wow. Worse. Wow, wow, wow. Big statement. All right, Rob, plug okay. us, and then throw it to uh, Bob's last word, if you don't mind. Thank you for listening with Epi. Uh, www.theworstmovieevermade.com You can find us on all the podcast streaming apps You can find us on YouTube, you can find us on TikTok You can find us on Instagram um, We do polls on Instagram Every week to decide the next week's movie uh, Bob posts trailers on Instagram And TikTok uh, you know, that, that are funny, little humorous Takeaways uh, based on everything We talk about, all of the above here um, They're fantastic um, They normally are Humiliating for whoever's in the movie um, whether or not they see it is up to them, but I hope they see it so they could be humiliated. Um, you can also email us if you just go to www.theworstmovieevermade.com. All the links are there. It's a little link tree account. You just click it, and then it takes you to where you need to go. Uh, last words, Bob? Uh, last word is Tarantino. Oh, nice. All right. Bob's Tarantino, favorite Tarantino, what's his name? Oh, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>